welcome once again, one and all, to Punch Up Your Life, the show where people come and they pitch me their life as if it's a big budget blockbuster Hollywood film. And then, you know, I, to, to be arty about it, I, we, we tweak it um, and make them the hero of their own journey. And there's self-reflection and we find the natural patterns in the stories and and things that we missed before by combing back over it. And hopefully we know each other a little deeper and better. Um, and this is just a really silly one, to be honest with you. Uh, it's got a lot in it. It's got family. Um, it's got coming of age. It's got Kung Fu action. Uh, and it's pretty fully formed. It's really shocking how much of this story is just true. And, uh, it's Adam McNamara, who I I went through the Second City Writers Program with, and he's a very talented sketch comedian. He also has a YouTube page called Opening Up with Adam, which is him doing an unboxing thing. But it's also not that, because Adam's creative and weird in the most delightful sense. So I can't even describe it to you. Just just look for it. Um, it it's it's worth the wait. It'll it'll pay off. It's worth the Google. And um, this was just really good and playful, and it was really nice to reconnect, and it brought up so many other things of my childhood. Uh, and I, the, the title of this one, uh, Uppercut Fever, A Sensei Consensus. Uh, a Sensei Consensus uh, is from my roommate, Graham Conway, who, uh, shout out to Graham, but then Uppercut Fever I realized, speaking of my own childhood, is from a friend of mine. We always joked around and made these like dumb action movie trailers. And uh, my friend Jordy Giles had a character called Mando Phoenix when we were kids. And uh, he pitched the original title of Uppercut Fever. And uh, I didn't realize that until I was thinking about it after because it sounded so familiar. Um when I quote unquote came up with it uh, and this way by giving him credit, I hope that he doesn't sue me. Hey, Jordy, please don't sue me. Um, but uh, th- this, this is a great one. It's just so fun and playful. And again, it's, it's finding those, those patterns that we set up in the beginning, the payoff at the end that we didn't even necessarily realize were there when we, when we start talking about it. It's also just been great to reconnect with friends and get them to tell me stories that I otherwise wouldn't have heard, and I get to know them in a, a deeper, meaningful context. Andrew, this is a very sincere intro, and uh, doesn't it make you uncomfortable as a comedian? Yes, deeply. Thank you for noticing. So, without further ado, I bring you Uppercut Fever, a sensei consensus, um because it takes a village. So thank you for everyone that helped. And thank you as always to Matt. I think I, I give him more uh, homework assignments, but Matt, have I ever actually thanked you? I'm thanking you now on record. Matt, you do a great job. Without further ado, Uppercut Fever, a Sensei Consensus. Thank you so much.
I just like to give Matt instructions over the podcast. Oh, I see. And, and like directional notes or ask him questions that he will then insert the answers to. And I use him as Siri. Oh, it's, I It's get a real it. abuse of our, our friendship. It. So, okay, um, I get it. I get it. But he's not here right now. No, no, no. Okay. He's here in spirit. In spirit. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That's nice. Um, so what was this? You kept messaging me to be like, hey, we can do it at this time, but I might need to take a break to accept a large delivery of salt. Yeah. Um, we have a water softener. So it's um, it's like water softening salt. And the last thing I wanted was to be like like in the middle of it. And then I, it was like 10 bags of salt. So I needed to like you know, lug it downstairs. Right. And I like get salt for like winter, but like, what does water softening actually do? What is, is it for your washing machine? Uh, It's for like the house. It's uh, um, I guess where we live, we live out in Caledon. So I guess we have um, uh, like hard water, which is not ice, which I originally thought, but that's not it. Um, uh, But yeah, I guess it's like maybe there's, I think there's a lot of like lime or something in it i don't know so oh, yeah okay so basically now. yeah so that like it, it it makes the water uh cleaner you can it's it, apparently the bag says it makes your hair nicer so Ooh. i mean like <laughs> you tell me oh wow yeah that's equal shine and bounce i know i know but um what the heck did i do to this ah jeez. oh here we go all right Oh. You know what? This is relieving to me that you're having the tech issues because the last one of these I recorded, I spilled a drink oh. over my keyboard. Like I'm not the hearing any of this. Hold on a second. Oh, okay. Here we go. What was that? Sorry. I was just saying that it's nice that you're having the technical issues because last time I spilled a drink over the keyboard oh, right near no. the end of the episode. Oh, no. Really? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, well, I have a drink, so I'm going to be super careful. Right? I know. Mm. Like. I, I need water on this because I have to turn off the air conditioner to, oh, to, to work do it? this. Oh, oh, okay. Do you have one of like... Well, no, just so that like the hum doesn't get constantly picked up in the oh. background. I, I do try to make Matt's life easier. Okay. It's not like a uh, uh, like an electrical issue. It's like you can, if you plug one in, like the thing explodes or something, like you yeah, blow yeah, a yeah. fuse. Okay. That's good. No, that's... That's upstairs in the kitchen. Right. That's if I want the air conditioner on at the same time as the microwave. You just don't do that. Oh, really? <laughs> God, how ironic. In order to get hot, you have to get rid of the cold. Is that irony? Exactly. Yeah. Oh, man. That's pretty deep. You can't have it both ways. Man, where do you live? Like, it's just like you must learn lessons every day just living in this house. Just in Leslieville. Just in that Leslieville. Makes that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> Have I ever, have we had this conversation that the band Blue Rodeo are my landlords? No. Really? Oh, like well, the that's, whole that's band? Just a, apparently, my house is owned <laughs> by an entertainment company that is owned by Blue Rodeo. That is probably the most random thing I've heard in a very long time. That's nuts. Right? So I used to complain to my landlord, and then I wondered why she took a while to get back to me, but it's not even her job. She's like an assistant or associate producer at an entertainment company who also has to like, you know, fix my fridge and deal with blue rodeo. That's yeah. So it's not like blue rodeo is like, I I don't know what blue rodeo sounds like, but they're like, hi guy, what if we bought a house? I don't know. Are they British? I don't know a lot about blue rodeo. I only know the name. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. They sing like, how does it feel? That one. Is that right? (laughs) 
You know what? Treat me I like you don't do. know enough about Blue Rodeo oh. because if I'm ever mad about like something going wrong in the house, mm-hmm. I don't want to like YouTube them. I don't want it popping up in my search history. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Right. I get you. I get you. It just takes me back to the bad place. Right. Have if you- I just see all the music videos, I'd be like, you have money. Fix my fridge. Yeah. Do you ever go to their concerts with just like a to-do list of, uh, of things? And you're just like, well, my fridge is on the fritz for a week. So, so here's a weird thing. I start talking about this up on stage yeah. at uh, the Cameron House. Oh, yes. Yeah. And uh, afterwards, uh, a guy comes up to me. and goes like, that was really funny. You're really brave. And I'm like, what? <laughs> I mean, yeah, I'm really brave. But you tell me how, you know why i'm so brave it's like because jim cuddy the lead singer of blue rodeo his son is the bartender oh man i need to leave right away oh man and then you went up to him and you're like how does it feel and then you just like (laughs) ran away yeah but the next day a handyman showed up and fixed our bathroom well there you go so that probably helped he fixed it in such a way. It was funny because as he was leaving, it was just like, oh, yeah, now you can't use you can't use the uh, the shower for three days. And I'm like, what? <laughs> what? It's just like, yeah, it's really weird because usually I can do this job in such a way that it only takes like the rest of the night. Uh, but I was specifically asked to leave it. So I'm just like, well played, Blue Rodeo. Well played. Oh Jeez, I don't even. So he had to come back three days later to fix it. Like that's the idea. Or? No, no. I was just waiting for a thing to dry or seal or, and he had to come back in and check on it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I bet that was a lie. I bet Blue Rodeo he, said to just tell you that. You know what? Either way, I respect it. <laughs> I respect it. Yeah. I was passive aggressive in my, uh, uh. In my articulation. That's good. That's good. No bitterness. That's you're like, yeah. if it happens, you're like, okay. I respect I, it. I deserve that. That's that's good. That's healthy. Hello, this is your editor, Matthew. And now an editor's note. The song performed by Adam was in fact New Order's Blue Monday and not a song by alternative country supergroup Blue Rodeo. Blue Rodeo are best known for their haunting ballad Lost Together as performed at Canadian campfires and cottages whenever a guitar is taken out and people have run out of tragically hip songs. This is usually performed right before the Spirit of the West song about being drunk and wanting to go home. Thank you, and this has been an Editor's Note. But Adam, this is about you. Oh. Let's, talk, let's talk about your pitch. Oh, let's right. talk about the movie you wanted to pitch to me. Okay. Um, well, what, what, what do I do? Do I just read the thing I sent you? <laughs> well, I'll, I'll, I'll talk you through it. So okay, first of yeah. all, before we start, I just want to know, is there a product? Cause I'm trying to get sponsors. Okay. Is there a product that you would just sell your soul for that you have no problem being an absolute shill about? 
I mean, that's a pretty big category. Like, I'm ready to sell out immediately to a lot of things. Um, yeah. uh, like soap. I think soap's good. People don't right, so hate soap. Do you wanna? Do you wanna pick a brand? Irish Spring. Irish Spring. Yeah. 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 That's my brand. Mm-hmm. That's my brand too. I thought you were just going to say salt. 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 Yeah. Salt. Culligan water salt. It keeps my buds cut fresh. <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah. We'll, yeah, we'll right. switch it to Culligan water. Well, we'll, we'll just see how many times we can nonchalantly slip Throw in. Irish spring soap okay. or Culligan water into it. They go hand in hand. Oh yeah, well, soap and water. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You, we're pretty much yeah. there. They're the dream team. They need each other. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So pretty much. Yeah, that works. Okay, so so basically, this is this is your personal Karate Kid. This is yeah. Oh, and check this out. Look, look what I'm wearing. Yeah. Look. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. yeah. He's is, wearing a Cobra Kai shirt. Oh, I was going. I was just about to ask: Is this being filmed or is this just audio? This is just audio, okay. but I feel it's more personal <laughs> okay. if I can see it. Right, right. I, we should have just left it. Check this out. Yeah, yeah, oh, my yeah. God. I've never seen that before. Yeah, it's a Cobra Kai oh, shirt. Oh, that's so amazing. Yeah. Uh, wow. Everyone's going to want this. Moving on. It's a good thing we can't actually say the thing because we'd never clear the rights. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, I, I kind of – I guess when, when you, you uh, asked, you were like, oh, well, like, what, what would be a moment in your life? I've been, uh, I've always been a fan of the Karate Kid and I started watching Cobra Kai, like the TV show. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I, I guess it kind of like, you know, two and two went together and I was like, oh, I, I took karate when I was little. I took Taekwondo. Oh man. I was, I was probably a little bit older. This is like a junior high, early high school thing for me. But like, mm-hmm. how old were you when this took place? Oh man, I, I started when I was, I was definitely in public school. So I was, I was trying to think back today. I want to say I was maybe, maybe I was around eight. And then when I stopped, I was maybe, maybe I was like 14, 13, 14, oh, something like that. Okay. So I was like, I was in there for a while. Yeah. You, you claimed in there. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Now for me, well, one of the reasons that I, I joined Taekwondo and, and what was yours? Which one were you? Uh, I was karate. Oh, like, okay. Karate, karate kid, karate. Right. Yeah. You went directly to the source. See? Oh, yeah. Wax on, wax on. When, yeah. When I asked, my parents were like, we are closest to a Taekwondo place. <laughs> that is the one you were learning. Th- that's Which fair? That's that's uh, mostly throwing. Is that right? Or no, I'm thinking of judo. No, that's that's mostly kicking. Oh, Taekwondo is just a lot of kicks. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, looking back on it now, I would, I would think I would be better at judo. Just, just like... The one that's not about attacking at all. It's right. only about reacting to the attacks. Mm. I feel like that is more uh, in line with my lifestyle. I hear you. I hear you. Though the teachings of karate. Um, also, let me just preface this. Anything I say like or have said from this moment on, I don't want to paint the picture that I'm some sort of karate master and that I'm like a living weapon. Like I just – I don't want to sound like I'm bragging. I'm just like going to basically just – parrot things that were told to me from my sensei so right. <laughs> i just don't, no, no. I don't want to come across as just like you know as a karate master 
We're we're two white dudes with glasses. <laughs> it's yeah. No one is afraid of us. With fashionable facial hair. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um okay. So yeah, I'm assuming you pick karate because karate kid. Uh, I was told to take karate because my brother was taking karate. And um, in public school, uh, a lot of kids would uh, would pick on me. And then my brother would come along and he'd be like, ah, leave it alone. And he'd like rough him up. And so my dad was like, it's about time Adam Adam learns to take care of himself. And so I took, uh, I took classes with my brother. Like my whole karate experience okay. uh, was alongside my, my brother. Was it sort of like a, you need to be more considerate to your brother. Your brother can't be beating people up all day. He's got homework. <laughs> uh, you know, my, my dad liked the fact that my brother was doing that. He, he never, he was never the kind of guy that like was like fighting is the last answer. He was always just like, whoa, well then what'd you do? And he said that to you. Um, yeah. but, uh, yeah, no, I was, um, I, I at the time, I'm like, I don't know, <laughs> looking at me, I'm not a sports guy. Um, but at the time I was, I was taking bowling and I was really good at bowling. And I remember, uh, my dad pulled me out of bowling because, uh, it wasn't physical enough, which he was correct. Like I, I was really good at it. I had like a little shirt and I had like the little badges of like, you know, Adam did this, then whatever, like almost like Cub Scouts, but for bowling. And, okay. um, did you just have one like jacked arm? <laughs> just one yeah, arm? Yeah, like, yeah, like, uh, um, like a metal worker, like that kind of arm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you just opened all the jars. That was your job <laughs> uh, in the family. Uh, yeah, but I guess he felt, um, maybe Adam shouldn't be hanging around in this, uh, smoke filled, uh, bowling alley and he should be learning to defend himself. So that's, that was the move to karate. So what, I'm guessing your dad was a sports dad, mm-hmm. or was he just, yeah, oh, yeah. No, he was a sport. And, and were you an arts kid? Were you already an artsy kid? I was, I was more like, uh, I guess I was pretty imaginative. I, I loved action figures like He-Man and Transformers and all those things, cartoons. I am still and was then huge into video games. Um, there's actually, there's a, a, a home video, my my parents took of uh, my dad filming my brother doing karate. Like my brother went to karate first. And then I think maybe a year later or a couple of years later than I followed. Uh, but my brother is like, he's doing like, yeah, like all the katas and he's like, blah, 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 like being all badass. And then the camera kind of pans to me and I'm just playing Atari and I'm just, <laughs> just kind of like, blah, blah, blah. And my dad's just like, don't you want to be like Andy and like uh, do, do karate? And I was just like, I don't know. I'm playing like boxing kangaroo for Atari. Right, right. Um, like, Dad, I'm saving the world from space invaders. Like, have uh, yeah. some perspective. Yeah, God, yeah. But uh, no, my my dad and my brother they're they're just the sports, 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 sports. And I, uh, yeah, I was more acting, improv, uh, ner- nerdy things, things that back then were like nerd. But now it's like, oh man, you know this about Ninja Turtles? That's cool. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, I, I yeah. yeah. I know the no. I know who Super Shredder is. Yeah. No, I I feel you. When I when I signed up for Taekwondo, I got to the class and I'm just like, I'm going to use this to impress that girl I like. And then oh, wow. that that this I did for many reasons, but that was a thought. And then I got there and her younger brother was also in the class and he was a much higher belt 
than I was. And he was crazy with nunchucks. It was insane. I'm just like, Whoa. oh, so this that plan is just never going to pan out. Yeah, back back away slowly. Because even if I get amazing, she's still like, yeah, he does that too. It's like it's not a <laughs> you would, it's not commodity. You would have to like train so hard and then defeat him in order to like gain like that level of respect. Right, and then I just beat up her little brother. And like, <laughs> yeah, how, and then on that. what planet is that? That a good like? <sighs> so what are you doing later? <laughs> oh, lose, lose. Yeah, yeah. Like you become a weapon, so, and then it's like, oh, but. The woman I love will not accept me because I beat up her brother. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Oh, jeez. Uh, so, so was was your dad like you have to pick a sport or just you're going into karate? It's um, karate now. My my yeah, he I tried many different sports. Um soccer like indoor soccer um and baseball. Uh but these were never my choices. It was always uh I, I think, not to speak ill of my dad, but I, I think a lot of it was he saw Andy, my brother, and uh, sports, sports, sports. And my dad loves sports, sports, sports. So he was like, well, I think Adam should also, you know, get into sports. And he just tried and tried so hard by just shoving me at sports and just hoping one of them would stick. Uh, and none of them did. <laughs> and, but not uh, No. Well, see, and this is the thing, too. And I was like, but I was good at bowling. And he's like, No. Um, but yeah. Oh, and I want to say this is already great character development. There's already <laughs> like a relationship that needs. Yes. Overcoming and fix it. But like, how did your dad pull you out of bowling? Was it just um, like him going right up to the bowling instructor being like, listen, uh, you're just not a man and I need my son to grow up to be a man and this is not a real sport, so we're going. Um, no, he just didn't drive me. So, so it was like, are we going to bowling? No. And that was how I got out of bowling. That is uh, yeah. that is exactly how I stopped doing Taekwondo. I was, I was red belt with a black stripe. Ooh. It was the day I was supposed to get the nunchucks and they were just like... We're, we're not letting you have nunchucks. Oh. That's, there's no way that's happening. I'm like, okay. Jeez. So like, okay. what are the, uh, we have different color schemes, it seems, for like, sure. for belt levels. What, what level is red with a black stripe? Like from uh, bottom to top, like the ultimate so the master. Stripe, the stripe always means the next belt you're about to get. So I was about to get my black belt too. Holy Christ. That's the other thing. Is black yeah, belt yeah, yeah. like the highest that in, in Taekwondo or is there like, I think you can technically get like a double black belt, but then the bigger black belt, where, like it's just two belts. Yeah. 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 I, I think, I think that like that gets into contention between different senseis. They're just like black is the highest. And they're like, no, there's like a secret double black level. <laughs> right. Thing. Right. You need to find the secret sensei and, and he, you need to like pass his trial to get that. Exactly. Real wow. basic Joseph Campbell hero's journey stuff. So you, you got like pretty far. I did. Wow. That's impressive. And I want to say like, I haven't done it in a while and I'm definitely not as flexible as I once was, but um, again, not to make this about me, uh, like two years ago, two guys tried to jump me 
And I didn't remember all the kit. I wasn't like Batman, but I knew how to like block and get out of the grapples. Oh, wow. Really easy. And I just like pushed them off. And I'm like, how did I remember? It was like a real muscle memory moment. And again, these were two guys that were drunk and trying to beat me up. And I essentially just tripped them into some garbage cans, like, which is a very 1980s American Kung (laughs) Fu movie. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But that's good. good. That's good, though. Like, I'm glad you were safe after that. I, I was just more shocked that I did it and that I accomplished it I, I, at all. I will say, if you had nunchucks, I don't think you need to be flexible. I think you just wail on somebody with nunchucks. Isn't that like... <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Man, I... Um, so then what were the rankings then? So I did you start at white? Is it white? It's white, then yellow, mm-hmm. then... I think orange, okay. green, blue, red, black. Okay. We were similar. It was white, yellow, green, blue, purple, brown, black. Purple, brown? Yeah. I made it to purple. And my, my brother made it to brown. See, yeah. you know, we don't we don't go outside Roy G. Biff. <laughs> That's crazy talk. <laughs> That's true. That's, well, there's no – wait – no, there's no white and Roy G. Biv. If you combine yeah, all true. the all the colors, all the color, yeah. If see, you, if you smush Roy, he turns into white. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. You know, <laughs> white is the double black of the color spectrum. <laughs> it's the secret color. <laughs> Mind blown. That you unlock at the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wouldn't it be crazy? They just hand you a white belt after you complete it. And you're like, I don't understand, Sensei. This is like, you will always need to learn in life. Like, you will never not need to learn, never not need to hone your skills. And you got to start again. It's like beating a game and there's no ending. It's just like, do it again. And you just have to, your whole life is just trying to achieve something. Well, and I feel like we do that now with like the double plus mode is now a thing that happens. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Like. You get new armor. I'm like, yeah, but I know the story. <laughs> I think they're misjudging why I play it, or maybe I'm playing it wrong. You know what? I'm probably playing it wrong. Yeah. No, not, not to put this about video games now, but it's like I'm, I'm the same. Like I used to try to do like uh, like unlock everything, like especially like beat it in under two hours. And now I'm like, no, like I, <laughs> I don't want to. I just want to just why, relax and play. Yeah. You know, like what, to quote to quote the Dalai Lama, why would I let them take my joy? Wow. There you go. There you go. Take that, Nintendo. Exactly. Jeez. Wow. Um, Yeah, yeah. And and then Grand Theft Auto always made me feel uncomfortable because I just like, I didn't want to hurt anybody. (laughs) I didn't want to. I was just, I was the only one playing to like, I'm trying to find where I originally parked my car. It was a virtual parking lot. You're just applying at businesses, trying to get like a legitimate, (laughs) like. (laughs) Has anyone seen my car? Please. It's. You've unlocked mortgage mode. Like, oh wow, I can buy a house. <laughs> this is not this is not fun to me. That's that's a big problem I find with a lot of board games too now, is it's just like too many of the games are based on infrastructure. And like I wanna come home from a hard day at work and like, hey, you know what'd help you unwind? Help a sustain a third world fictional country. And like that <laughs> just sounds like a hoot. Let's talk about wheat for five hours. <laughs> Yeah, Yeah, exactly. So, so finally your dad just goes like, it's karate now. You're karate. Yep. Did you just accept it or were Um, you kicking and screaming? 
Oh, man. Um, if I was, I did not have the discipline to uh, make those kicks effective. Um, yeah. I kind of, I mean, it was it was kind of just like if he said you were doing something, you were doing it. So I was like, oh, okay. So I'm in karate. Um, yeah, so I just, yeah, I don't know. I just, uh, I, I think when I got out of sports, it was, I kind of just stuck with it and just like, I was like, oh, okay, I guess I'm doing this. But um, I left the sport when it became apparent I was bad at that sport. And then I think my parents were like, okay, like Adam's not good at this. So let's not spend money on it. Kind of thing. Right. Yeah. It's like your, your old bowling instructor has come to the karate matches to like heckle you now. <laughs> Strike the gutter. Yeah. 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 And all the other bowling things he can yell at me. <laughs> Spare? Turkey. Yeah, turkey. Um, X. I, I've run out. I don't know. The, yeah. the slash. Uh, bumper bowling. Bumper. Yeah. Where are the bumpers in the karate match? What's this guy talking so, about? But that's that's a really weird thing, too, because you said you were in it from 8 to 14. I should like, say I eventually – I think it made it easy for me to to do karate because my brother was there. And all the other sports stuff, it was me with, like, other sports kids who were all jerks. Uh, and, like, I couldn't I couldn't fit in with them. But, like, with my brother being there, I was like, okay. It, it, it kind of eased me into it, I guess. So I think that's why I lasted mm. as long as, as I did. Uh, with with my because of my brother. Okay, so off that because we have to like who who are these kids that are bullying you? And in true kung fu fashion, if we can reduce them to a group stereotype right. of like a gang, right? Like how every like ninja gang or group gang has like a gimmick, like in the Warriors, how there's like the mime guys with the backwards yes. baseball caps. All the kids have those like the bottles, and they're just kind of like clicking them. <laughs> like, yeah, Adam, exactly. Come back so and like, play. <laughs> so who who are these bullies? What what type of without getting. It's a little early to make you Oprah cry right now, but like, what uh, was school bullies? You mean not like not like baseball bullies? <laughs> right, right, right. School bullies. Okay. Uh, I mean, who is your brother defending you against? You know, it was like o- older kids. So probably when this, like, when I was in school, like marbles and hogs and and different card things were in so mm-hmm. it was a lot of it was like i would be playing marbles and then some kid would be like like give me that godzilla marble and then my brother would be like leave him alone and then smack and i'd be like yay thanks andy and then i'd go back and play marbles um yeah <laughs> so, uh i it was it was mostly older kids uh like if i was in grade three it would have been people in grade five um we, if we wanted to say they were a group of people, maybe they'd be like, uh, like the Lost Boys, you know, like Kiefer Sutherland kind of '80s, like, like really rowdy kind of like kids, leather jackets. Yeah. one of them is just always playing the saxophone and never speaks. Yeah, I saw that for the first time like uh, a few months ago. That saxophone guy at the beginning is nuts. Like, what the <laughs> yeah. heck? What's happening? And this carnival is always jumping. Like, it's so popular. And it's always open. 
what? What, like, 19 to 21 year olds are just like, forget the club. We're going to the carnival. I know. Like, that is, like, this movie is full of vampires, and that is the most unbelievable thing about the movie. Right, right, right. (laughs) Hey, an acid jazz band is playing at a carnival that's attached to a wharf. Yeah. What? Yeah. And it's the best place in the world, apparently, and everybody wants to be a part of it. I mean, it it looked great. It looked like the right amount of CD. Yeah, yeah. Well, like, yeah, because there was a lot of CD. And as you like, I remember watching just being like, I wouldn't go here. I especially wouldn't go here at night. Like, it's like all these vampire dudes running around would just freak me out. Right, and then you're right next to you're getting drunk right near the ocean, and and like the statistics of carnival workers having previous prison records, and like the vampires are probably the least dangerous part of this that's happening. I, absolutely, absolutely, and they don't really kill a lot of people in the. I mean, they do, but it's kind of like because there, there's that one scene of a bunch of drunk people and they're having a bonfire and they're like, "I'm reckless," and then the the vampire people come and eat them so it's like they kind of took out bad guys so it's not like they're like it's not like there's like some kid with a lollipop walking by and they just eat them you know it's like they kind of go after jerks so so, yeah yeah so they're not even like that bad so the kids that are being you up are like keith or sutherland in like a uh, leather jacket or like um, uh, James Dean, yeah, uh, Marlon Brando, and yeah, uh, let's let's paint them like that. Sure, yeah, wild ones. Sure, yeah, yeah. okay, that seems about right. And you have a so you you know you, we've already got the like classic like son trying to gain the respect of the father. Great, great archetype already. Yeah, states. Yeah. What's your relationship with your brother like? Um, is he happy to have you tagging along, or is it always the like, mom says you gotta let me come? Yeah, a lot of that. A lot of that. Yeah. Um. I. I yeah. Again, he was into sports, and so a lot of it was like, I like he. He's also really into wrestling, and so outside of going to like wrestling camp, karate was like the thing that I guess he could be the closest to hulk hogan as he can you know what i mean um and so then to have me there being like jiminy jellikers what are we doing that was kind of <laughs> like like oh this is my brother adam but uh, i i i mean i i enjoyed it there because uh, i i kind of well, knew he would like protect me i guess <laughs> but when when he was like beating up your bullies for you was yeah. it like hey leave them alone or was it like man you're making me look bad that i gotta beat up these guys the whole time. uh I kind of like kind of both. Like, I think he would like the, the priority would be like, Oh, like if Adam dies, then I'm going to get in trouble. So get rid of the bully. And then he would just kind of like, we didn't really associate in school. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So it was, it was kind of like, you know, Superman swoops in, saves the day, leaves. And he's like, who was that man? That's that's healthy developmental boundaries. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. But I just, uh, because when I was bullied, it was always by kids in my own grade. Hmm. And I don't know if I, I went to a very ethically bullying uh, schools, but it was just sort of like, if you had to beat up a younger kid, that's more a reflection on you. Yeah. So I'm almost wondering, like, do you think you got picked on because of who your brother was? Like, people wanted to start shit with him? Um, You know, no. I wouldn't say that. I think, um, I don't know. I just have, I just got that 
cute, just a cute, punchable yeah, face. A cute kid face and being like, I sure like marbles. And they're like, I'm going to just beat the shit out of that kid. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. But uh, as I as I got older in public school, um, then I think it became people my own age. And mm-hmm. I, I mean, God, I remember. Do, do you want do you want fight stories? You want some fight stories? <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> sure. I mean, we got time. Yeah, they're not. I mean, I say fight stories. They're, they're not even. Matt, if you're listening, can you put in a bunch of like kapow, crack? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, the, the yeah. good stuff. Um, and again, like they're not even really fight stories, but like uh, for uh, on at least two occasions, a new kid would come to school, and it, it must have been like prison, where it's like find somebody, beat them up, and then you're you're like the cool kid. And so I seem to fit that demographic where it's like okay, he's not too threatening, and it's not like I'm going to be like you know beating up like you know somebody who's like defenseless but in that middle ground and Mm -hmm. and the the first kid i don't even remember his last name but it was edward and i was in grade five and moved moved to school another vampire name yeah right right so Mm -hmm. maybe that's why um but uh so he moved in and to school and um not moved in you know what i mean came to school he lived Mm -hmm. in the attic in the school and um it was, I remember being winter and he came up to me and he starts like running at me and body checking for no re- for no reason. And I'm like, stop it. Like, stop body checking me. And he's like, do something about it. And he keeps body checking me like, and it's, it's hurting because he's ramming into mm-hmm. me, but I'm not falling over. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to stick my elbow up. And if you run at me, you're going to run into my elbow. So don't run into me. And he was like, whatever. And he ran at me. So I stuck my elbow up and he ran like face first into my elbow, nosebleed, falls on the ground, crying. Then the bell rang and I'm like, oh man, I got to go to school. So I was like, I ran to school and uh, my teacher, who was, he was a really nice teacher. He kind of pulls me aside and cause Edward came in, he was just like, oh, been, like crying. And um, he kind of pulls me aside and he was like, Edward says you beat him up. Is that true? And I'm like, well, what happened was he was running at me. And I said, if he did, I'd stick my elbow up. And then he ran into my elbow. So, and he was like, all right. He just kind of believed me because I wasn't a troublemaker. And then like two weeks later, Edward moved away. Whoa. He left. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So can, can I say what I'm hearing right now? Sure. Is like you actually come from this like lineage of fighters like it's naturally in your blood and you're trying not you can't help but injure people you're Mm. just this natural you've got the chi you've got the assassin chi right and and i would almost like very much almost like a western it's a series of duels (laughs) of just like you know, your dad has to beat up your pulling coach <laughs> to free you so you can take karate. Right. But I don't want to go. And learn to harness this power that you're trying to deny. Like you're trying to be the monk going off into the woods. And yeah. it's like, no, you must fight. It's a mental block. It's like mm-hmm. maybe when I was a child, 
I freaking just like, you know, like, like Ryu, like street fighter, like some kid. And then that they had to like suppress it. Cause it's like, she's not ready. Like there's too much mm-hmm. power. We need to like yeah. dumb it down. And then as I get older, I kind of discover this, like, like, what is this feeling? Like, how did I know he was going to throw that punch? And then like, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. It's like, why can't Superman play football? Why? Why can't he play football? Because he's too good. Oh, that's true. He's too good. He would just like blow him up. He'd hurt people. He would. He would. Yeah. Yeah. Too powerful. Unless he had like red sun kind of thing, you would have to like. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. could put like a red sun that wouldn't make him weak, but just make him a dude, and then he could play football. Right. Kind of like how he like fought Muhammad had, like Ali. A, uh, a kryptonite like mouth guard or something. <laughs> yeah. Just to keep it. Yeah. Gives him level. a toothache. Yeah. Like. Ow. Yeah. 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 Uh, <laughs> um okay so yeah i'm um, saying you, you your brother's swooping in to save you your dad it's like this has got to change <laughs> in a very scott pilgrim way fights your bowling coach right. defeats him right i would love your bowling coach to like keep coming back up somehow yes as well as well as soap and and water Right, because he always needs – there's always going to be a scene where the bowling coach is just scrubbing himself clean because he feels dirty after his loss. I feel like after every fight, there's got to be a scene where you're just like in a shower being like, what have I done? What have I done? And beside where you're pounding your fist on the wall, it's always like Irish Spring Soap. Yeah, like, oh, why is this water so soft? Oh, it's Culligan water. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. oh, I have such equal shine and bounce on my hair. So when you – so you – the refusal to the call to adventure, you pass the first threshold into the the dojo. Yes. Let's let's be honest. You're you're in Canada. Mm-hmm. Uh, how how white was this dojo and how trying to be eastern was this white dojo? Um hmm. well our sensei was Mr. Bright, who was a very, very tall white man. Um you know it was it was pretty white, if I'm thinking back on it. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, I'm trying to think. I think I don't. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe uh, it was mostly white people. I'm sure there were. Like, what is the actual vibe of the dojo? You know. You know what? Uh, it was um, Mr. Bright was. Uh, he, he. You know. You had to follow the rules. He was stern. And he, if he taught you something, you had to do it, but it was never, it was never to the point of like, like, not like Cobra Kai, you know what I mean? Like the guy's not going to like read me out kind of thing. Um, like, I guess first and foremost, he was like a teacher. So it's like, he would make sure you did the moves correctly. Um, Mm -hmm. but if you were goofing off, he would like single you out and just be like, you know, like 10 pushups go like, and you had to like, you had to do it or else friggin' Mr. Bright would yell at you. But, um, yeah, it was I, I never, I never felt like uncomfortable there. I never wanted to right. go into karate, but of all the sports I've been forced into, I feel like karate was the most fun I had while, while doing it. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So I'm picturing you going in and there's always got to be that traditional fight of like, um, you know, you have to prove yourself to the rest of the dojo. Like they're going to fight you just to prove it. And your brother has to be like, I can't help you here. 
and just watch you get the crap beaten out of yourself or, you know, um, the, uh, the, have you ever heard, (laughs) it's a film term, the diminishing returns of the group of ninjas? No. What does that mean? So if there's, if, if Bruce Lee is fighting a group of ninjas, the more ninjas you're fighting, the worse at being ninjas that group of ninjas are because he's taking down 30 at once. If it's one-on-one, mm-hmm. the other guy's amazing. Yes, that makes sense to me. That makes sense because you would need 30 yeah. people to take down Bruce Lee. But when he got, yeah. when the boss comes out, he's just like, out of my way. Like, yeah, yeah I get you. I get you. And even just narratively, if it's just one dude, like other than the Indiana Jones thing where he just shoots the guy with the sword, like that's the one time <laughs> right. we're ever allowed to get him. Right. I get you. Um, I mean, definitely there were times when you would spar Mr. Bright and being um, a black belt, he was quite good. I should also stress this was. And you were eight years old? Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah. You had to take him on. This guy was like six, five. Like he's huge. He's a massive man. Um, but this was like no no contact. Like it wasn't like Bright just like pounding my face in. Um, it was like you, Wait, how do you fight someone no contact? Uh, it was sparring and it was basically just like you would score a point and if you got close enough, that would be the point. If you actually hit somebody, uh, like in some of the tournaments I went to, if you actually hit somebody, you would be disqualified. So like – violence was not like do not hit people which was great because i don't like getting hit <laughs> sure uh for the movie though i gotta say like we want to quentin tarantino yeah. this we okay. want to yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah we need some like, street fighter double dragon blood I, sports i get you i get you yeah yeah uh he would i remember because again i'm eight he's six five and how do you even approach him so i would come at him and he would just kind of like take his massive leg and kind of just kick me away. But just like just the tip of his toe and he would just like boop, just kind of flick you in the chest and you'd go flying back. And then he'd like – he'd be like, you know, like attack. Come at me. And you'd be like, ah, and you'd have to try to attack Mr. Bright. But no one could land a punch because he's like – he was the sensei. But um, – so. So did you need to to prove yourself to the dojo or would it be more a scenario of just like you have to earn your spot, you have to fight the sensei you, and of course you lose it like, but there's something in there. You know what? Like I feel that would apply later on because what ended up happening was like I, I started out and it was a big, big group of kids, um, but it was like, I guess like. I don't know, like more of like a kid's class kind of thing. And as my brother and I got older, um, we took a class with Mr. Bright. It was only us and like uh, six other kids. So it was a very like intensive kind of class. And uh, it was here that we had a lot of fun. Actually, my brother, again, he was really into wrestling. He invented a type of sparring called tag team sparring, where if if you were against somebody, you could like tag out to your team and then they could like do points and stuff like that. Um, it was, it was a lot of fun, but what ended up happening is we lost our dojo because Mr. Bright forgot to pay the rent. (laughs) So we lost our dojo 
And we had to... Was it like a Mr. Miyagi situation or like, wasn't there one where he's like, he drinks, so he's like really good, but he, the, the sensei has oh, to like... Oh, like, oh, like, I mean, there's movies like that with like the drunken yeah, yeah. master kind of thing. Uh, I don't know. That is my favorite Kung Fu movie of all time. Sidebar. <laughs> drunken, Legend of the Drunken Kung Fu Master is so good. I, I don't think... The it's... remake too. Oh. The, the one from 1994. <laughs> I have not seen that. I have seen movies, though, where there's, like, the guy with the big jug, and he's kind of just walking around, and they'll be like, there he is, get him. And then he, like, his stumble turns into, like, a cartwheel kick, and, like, like I love that kind of fighting. Um, it's amazing. Yeah, but I don't know why he forgot to pay it. He forgot to pay it. So we had to move to another dojo, and it was here that I really ran into any kind of conflict because the other dojo that we were a part of they didn't like us. They didn't want us to be a part of their dojo. And what was really frustrating was that Mr. Bright, our sensei, was second fiddle to their main sensei, whose name I forgot. But I think in what I sent you, it was like, like Sensei Horowitz or something like that. I forget. But, um, and it was, uh, it was sad because it wasn't a welcoming atmosphere. All the kids didn't like us it, it just felt like uh it was like cobra kai versus friggin like uh miyagi, Do. miyagi. Yeah. um yeah. Uh, but yeah but i remember the sensei um how do i say this kindly he wasn't as in good mr. shape bright as mr or... bright oh mr bright oh, okay but this other guy like sensei herschel or whatever his name was mm. um you, you could he just you could tell he kind of just got other people to do his work like he wasn't he wasn't in the best shape and so he kind of walked around and just told people what to do and not, not to talk about the end of the movie already but i i beat him in a sparring match like sensei horowitz i beat him dear god i beat him easily and i again to, to I, talk about the beginning i'm not a karate master i defeated him soundly <laughs> Can I? Okay. Um, I'm going to make some like adjustments and you tell me how it feels. Okay. All right. All right. Because ultimately it's your film. Oh, okay. But I want to keep it as only eight year olds. Okay. Because there's something in, well, I mean, there's the three ninjas movies. Oh, of course. Which were decent growing up. Mm-hmm. But there's also something like Judd Apatow funny <laughs> to me about like pudgy eight year olds. <laughs> Yeah. beating the crap out of each other yeah and they don't have to be the best but they're suddenly like put punching each other through boards and things yes. like that and i'm like everyone can relate to that i i yeah i get it i agree uh and then the other thing that i want to see is I, i'm gonna say that your sensei had a gambling problem because if these kids if 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 you had to fight another dojo like if two grown men placed the 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 linchpin of who got the dojo on like seeing if who could whose eight-year-olds could beat the crap out of each other better right there's a gambling element to there like they're taking some side action oh yeah oh yeah like maybe it's uh mr bright didn't pay his rent because he lost it all at uh, at the dog races and then uh, since they uh, and you know who his bookie is the bowling guy bowling, the bowling, bowling guy. guy 
Yes, yeah. but it's like he's he's in disguise. Like right. he's wearing like a beard or something. Because you're the best bowler that he's ever seen. <laughs> right. You're like the prodigy. Right. And then when I beat the sensei at the end, I actually use a bowling move to defeat him. And it's like I kind of merge the two worlds or something. Maybe the sensei is like, it's like, like screw this. Like, and so he gets like nunchucks or something. And then yeah, yeah, and yeah. then the bowling coach from the back is just like, like, son, catch. And he throws a bowling ball. And I kind of like catch it and then like swing it around and like uppercut the bad guy sensei. And then that's how I save the day. <laughs> well, I mean, okay, let's start getting into the the, the tropes that we need to right, hit of we're, this we're movie. getting ahead of ourselves. I get you. Okay. So like, first of all, is there like a mundane task, like vacuuming or something that you have to do every day that's supposed to teach you about karate, a wax uh, on, wax see. off, if you will? Um. Bonus points if it relates to Irish Spring Soap or bowling. <laughs> um, well, maybe, like, we had a dog. I had to take care of the dog a lot. So, like, we mm-hmm. had, like, we had to go on what we called poop duty. So we had to, like, scoop scoop the poop and put it into, like, this poop bucket. Uh, so maybe, like, the scoop <laughs> is kind of similar in arm motion to a bowl, right? And then, like, mm-hmm. a shovel is... A shovel. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I had to like vacuum. I had to do like. Uh, uh, and yeah. would you say that you at any point had to learn a secret technique move that's just like an instant kill? Oh, man. Um, <laughs> like a five point palm exploding heart yeah. technique. Oh, my God. The- I. I wish, but what would that be? That would be like, that would have to be the bowling thing. That would have to be like, yeah, yeah like I would, uh, maybe I would sneak to the bowling alley still and bowl. And then my dad would just be like, like, bowl, like bowling's not going to get you anywhere. Like you gotta, you gotta go back into karate. But then using, um, using my bowling technique and like, okay, bowling alleys are like slippery, mm-hmm. right? That's why you get yeah. those special shoes. So I get really good like foot placement. Like I'm like you can't knock me down. It's like it's as if he's on a bowling alley. You he's like he's not slipping. Um, yeah, and then like I don't know, just like just that one arm that I built up like can just take a lot of damage. I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's like the secret mentor that's happening. He's the real sensei in the shadows, mm-hmm. and I'd also like he has to learn the the error of his ways. It's just like I, you know, I I took up bowling to get rid of my anger, and now I used bowling for anger. Mm. And like gives the money back, reopens the dojo, kind of a thing. That's true. Yeah, has to happen. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, I like that. I like that. And then yeah, through his uh, his like healing, he uh, um, yeah. I guess he'd fit in more like bowling puns or something like that. It's just yeah, like right. I'm trying right, to right, think right. of bowling puns. <laughs> um, and I would also say at some point either like your brother gets taken out and then mm. you have to step up mm-hmm. or I don't know, your dad's being like fight for my love. And then literally is like a head to head 
I, I like the um, like at a family barbecue or something. Like we need yeah. a B plot going through. I mean, there. I, I remember, like, there were a lot of like older, older um, kids there, like older than my brother. So I, I could see like them taking him out, kind of thing. I remember, I remember one time, and this wasn't like my my brother getting taken out, but I guess it was more somebody trying to take me out. And, but like, and again, my brother can't help me, you know what I mean? Cause he's at the other side of the gym doing his thing. We had to do this, um, uh, like a kata, like a four, it was a four pronged attack. So basically one person's in the middle, which was me. And then there were mm-hmm. people on like on either side, front and back. And the whole idea was that like the person on the side would do an attack block person behind block person to the left mm-hmm. block. And then the person at the front did one more attack and then you like block and and attack. And I remember there's this one guy, this one like douche, and like he never got he never got along with my brother. So maybe this is why this brought this up. But um, right. he was standing very close to me, and I knew it's like you're standing this close because he throws a punch. You want to punch me, and so my move to block him was to block upper elbow. And I said to him, I was like you're too close. Can you back up? Because when you come at me, if you come too close to me, I'm going to put up my elbow. See, don't get too close to me. That just, that I didn't even intend that to happen. Uh, but like, I'm like, if when I do my elbow thing, I think you're going to be too close and I'll hit you. And he's like, you let, like, you let me worry about that. And I'm like, okay. So I do good anime voice. right there. You let me worry about that. (laughs) 9,000. What? Um, but then, yeah. So then like begin, do the right attack, block, punch back, block, punch, left block, punch. And I turn and he moved too soon because he wanted to hit me. And so I managed to just block. And then I bring up that elbow and his head just like snaps back. Again, I'm not right in the nose, right in the jaw. Like it just like, boom, lower jaw. Like you hear the teeth connect, his head snaps back and he just like covers his mouth. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. I I, I told you, like, if you were too close, I was going to hit you. I'm so sorry. And then he just leaves and I never saw him again. (laughs) Just like the kid. This is, yes, yes. And it's, and you know what? It's my bowling arm. Like that's, yeah, that's what it's it your is. Bowling elbow. That's what it is. That's what it is. Yeah. And, and, there we go. and you got it. Like when you're bowling, you got to have the proper follow through, right? Because it's very mm-hmm. easy when you throw your arm, it could like swerve to the left, swerve to the right. It's got to be right down the middle which is what that elbow is, right? That's it. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. And the bowling guy yeah. can be your, like- Your move is like the uppercut. Yeah. It's like that elbow. It's like, remember the bowl straight. And then- Yeah. Yeah. Man, this is, I haven't thought about this stuff in years. And everything's just getting connected. It's crazy. That's the neuroscience of storytelling, man. <laughs> if you think of a story, it's because subconsciously, beginning, middle, and end, there's all these oh, cyclical man. patterns that are inherently in there. It's great. That's nuts. Um, 
is there i i also feel like we have to have a scene where your father's like avenge me i don't know if <laughs> you know he gets beaten up by the like uh the the james dean mob james or dean something mob like that or that works for sensei horowitz yeah yeah, yeah, they, yeah. they've moved on to there um so Oh yeah, what was the vibe of the other dojo that happened? Just like unnecessarily aggressive. Like they, we went there. That's very on point. Yeah, like we just wanted to learn karate, and everyone just did not want us there. And 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 then situations like I just told would happen. Like you would do a kata, and then somebody would like, you know, if, if you were doing like practice falls, somebody would like trip you harder than normal or like, Oh, sorry, I didn't mean to hit you kind of thing. And it was, and and this is eventually why my, my brother and I left because we were like, we're just not having fun anymore. Like, this is like, it's bad. Um, that, and I, I hurt my neck, but I, I, (laughs) I hurt it while brushing my teeth. So I, uh, I didn't, uh, (laughs) yeah, that's, that, that was the end. That was the end of it. I, uh, Uh. yeah. Um, that's, that's the kryptonite. Yeah. Uh, the, the kryptonite mouth guard. Yeah. Yeah. It They're was like, oh, my teeth. <laughs> well, it was stupid. Cause I, I still remember it. And this led to problems. Like later on when I was in high school, I had to have like, um, uh, a neck brace to help me. Like I, I like had the pinched nerves and, um, I, how I, hard do you brush? Well, like, well, here's, here's what happened. So I was, right. I was brushing my, like, you know, you brush your teeth and then, I was like, can I brush my teeth if I keep my hands still and move my head? And so I was just like, like moving my head back and forth and like trying to brush my teeth like that. And then I felt like a big, like, like muscle pull snap in my neck. And I was just like, oh, like I was really vigorous with brushing my teeth with my head. And that led to this like whole other like years of problems until I, I got like this neck brace and I had to wear it for like a month. And then, um, cause the, my spine was compressed somehow and it was pinching these nerves in my neck that made my arms numb and actually made it hard for me to like move my hands. So that was all from brushing my teeth. <laughs> was it? Or did you have like, a car accident as a child that you are now blaming on the toothbrush industry. You know what? Maybe like, yeah. And then, and then it'd be like, this wouldn't have happened if I used soap and then- <laughs> <laughs> I brushed my teeth with soap. If only soap could brush my teeth. Uh, oh, this is what I get for expressing myself through art and not sports. <laughs> if only I could squirt body wash into my mouth and that would count as, as brushing my teeth. Uh, yeah, but you know, it was probably a combination of things like karate could be pretty rough. So maybe it was just my dumb idea to brush my teeth with my face was the, was what like the straw that broke the camel's back kind of thing. Um, but yeah, so then that was kind of an excuse for me to like, be like, I don't want to be in this anymore. And then kind of get out. But I don't think we can end the movie that way. No, 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 no. But it has to be the thing that you overcome. Like when, when Daniel, like he's doing it on a, he's doing the crane kick on the broken leg. Right. It's just like, ah, ah, I can't, I brushed too hard. (laughs) I brushed too hard. I can't compete. Yeah. It's all down to you. Right. Right. Cause maybe like 
well, what could I, I couldn't turn my head quickly. So maybe yeah, it was like, you can't do a headbutt, but you can do an uppercut. That's true. That's true. And maybe like, yeah. just like keeping your head absolutely straight would actually provide like a fulcrum that your body could pivot on and just create like the perfect amount of pressure for, for that elbow to just strike home on, on Sensei Horowitz. Okay, so like you're reminding me of in my in my Taekwondo class, there was this one instructor who was not the main guy. I had my Mr. Bright. Right. There was a guy who was just bigger and older, and as long as you were a higher belt, you had to help the younger belts. And he just had a, a shirt under his uh um the gi? Uh, in Taekwondo it's called a dobot. A dobot? Yeah, yeah. Oh, sweet. Uh, yeah, yeah. Sounds like GoBots. Because, Remember GoBots? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, it's just because Taekwondo is a, a Korean. Okay. So I, I remember I had to learn to count to 10 in Korean. Oh. Uh, Do you still remember? Do you still remember? Na, dul, set, net, das, ias, erga, bido. I only remember to 8. 9, 10. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, nine ten. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I well, karate was Japanese. So ich ni sanshi go rogue seichach kuju, something like that. Maybe that's pretty good. My pronunciation is probably I, terrible. But. I just remember this guy though, like, and you could see through his dobot. He was wearing a shirt that says like, "It's not a beer gut; it's a fuel tank for my sex machine." Wow! And I'm like a little kid. I'm just like, this seems. Oh yeah. my god! Also, why were they that, so thin? That's how. Yeah, yeah. That's how I'm picturing Sensei Horowitz right now. Right. With that same shirt. He w- He was on yes. the whole time. They seemed very similar. Okay. Maybe the same so, character. Do you, well, I was going to say, do you want the the James Dean kids to also, it turns out, be from the rival dojo? Because I feel oh. like that's the natural. Yeah, for yeah, sure, yeah. for sure. And the reason why my brother always has to defend them because he's the only one that knows karate. And then my dad's like, right. well, your brother can't like, you can't be fighting your battles forever. You got to get in no. there. And- this is a karate town, son. <laughs> Yeah, my whole family just wears karate geese with like belts. Everyone's a black belt. Yeah, yeah. Except for me, I'm wearing like a Super Mario shirt or something. So I'm always like the odd one out. Like everyone at the grocery store is wearing karate geese. Like everybody. Everybody just wears karate gear all the time. (laughs) Um, Yes. Yeah. I would seriously, I would like a scene where it's like a family barbecue or something. And the tension between you and your brother is getting really intense as you become a better uh, Kung Fu master or karate uh, master. Uh. And it, it could be an actual fight or it could be one of those fun ones where it's just like you're, you're fighting for the last like chicken drumstick with, with like forks or something. And you're like blocking and going yeah. back and forth. And your dad's just watching. <laughs> Yeah, like yes. yeah, yeah, like there's the last uh, the last burger or something, the last hot dog, and he's just like uh, like here catch and like throws the hot dog, and then my brother yeah. and I need to like <laughs> like like as it's flying through the air, like we have like mm-hmm. this whole battle that would take like five minutes, but it's really it's so fast 
that it's only like like 10 seconds for like the hot dog to travel. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah. And that's when when your brother like doubts himself and is just like, I defended you. And like <laughs> you can have that that defense thing. Right, right. But then I go to reach for the hot dog and it's like, my teeth brushing accident. And then I'm like, ah. And then we're both uh, on the ground. Just like, ah. Yeah. <laughs> you both learn something. Well, I, I would like it if, like, I think at some point you, you give up karate. We're just like, this is your dream, not mine. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But you're like sitting in the stands watching this like ultimate fight for the dojo supremacy. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. then your brother gets injured and he's just like, I guess it's over. And he's like, no, you can do it. And you're like, but I hurt myself from brushing my teeth too hard. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. You have to believe in yourself. Feel the karate. But it's, it's, it's the bowling guy saying this. Like he like, I'm, I'm like sitting there and then it's him like, uh, like time to take off the bumpers, son. You can do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, really? It's uh, like, yeah, you need to spare your brother's life and defeat the, the dojo. You need to strike at the sensei. He just lets the, lets the pun hang there just for like a second. So it's mm-hmm. like, see what I'm doing? And then like, okay. So I feel like we've, we've like – Built in a lot of fights. There's a lot of other character arcs. I like your father's emotional development. Mm-hmm. I like the thing between you and your brother. I like you going back to bowl at night to recenter yourself Stephen and bowling, yeah. him, like teaching you stuff while he's making your sensei gamble <laughs> to try and get you back to bowling. Which is why I, I would stop bowling because it's like, like Mr. Bright didn't do anything to you. Like, yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know? You betrayed me. Yeah, like that—that could be a whole act of the film. Is you just reinteracting with different characters and like running away, <laughs> upset, crying, and then you run to the next place and then leave that place running upset, right. crying. Right. In between each place, I take a shower and I just like yeah, I gotta exactly. wash that experience off. Time to go to the dojo. What do you mean you didn't pay the rent? <laughs> just like wash, wash, wash. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I I used my elbows again. I used my elbows in anger and violence. Why? <laughs> the only thing that can get me clean now is the refreshing zest of <laughs> Irish springs. Yes, I like I like it. I like it. Uh, and I should like maybe throughout the film, like I should do things with my elbow that like like open a door, open a bottle cap, kind of thing, like hard things. Right. That exactly. just, that's like a hint I, at the power. I would love it if you even like uh, discovered that soap is made from rendered fat and you're like, everything I touch is death now. <laughs> I've become everything I hate. It is a spring of death. <laughs> right. So I I guess my, my main two questions that are gearing us towards an ending, because I feel like we've got lots of... Mm-hmm. Really good in the way that Ip Man is structured, where there's like fights that are necessary in a tournament thing, and then the B story character development fights. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That that's what good choreography is too. It's it's still telling a story. That's what Jackie Chan is a master of. Yes, is it still? Um, he's one of the most undersung directors, I think, 
ever. Jack, but that's Jackie a whole Chan? other. Oh. Yeah, yeah. I never knew he directed. Well, really? Yeah, yeah. Because all the stuff he filmed before he came to America is amazing. He directed, and he he does fight choreography, and he uh-huh. he grew up in a Chinese opera house. Like he was a Chinese opera star. So it it's oh, wow. it's dance choreography too. I can I can definitely see that. Yeah, everything's like it's just an elaborate dance with. It's, it's the whole effects. thing of shooting in a wide, improvising with what's around you. Mm. And then he took everything from like old silent film stars like Harold Lloyd and Buster Keaton. And oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, I could talk about this oh, forever. Man, this, is a, this is a whole new episode. <laughs> but uh, but I, I, oh, I, I, I just got to know like, so what do you think the thing? Because for me, I think. One reason my parents let me into Taekwondo was to deal with a lot of suppressed anger. Okay. All right. Because I was fighting a lot at school, which also makes it ironic when they're like, you're not allowed to go to Taekwondo anymore. And I'm just like, suppressing (laughs) anger (laughs) over 9,000. So what do you think the thing is? Because it's always like an emotional thing that mm-hmm. you learn about yourself that is a a metaphor for karate or kung fu that all of a sudden makes you like a, a kung fu master. What's the thing I learn? Um, yeah, what's the, uh, again, sticking with the stereotypes, hitting those beats. Yeah. Oh, maybe. Oh, geez. Um, that it's it's not it's not about brute strength. Because if you just throw a bowling ball hard, it's just going to mm-hmm. veer off into the gutter. Like, it's not about, like, the pins will fall into place if your form is executed properly and if you just focus. That kind of thing. And so maybe the final battle with the sensei is almost like he's that one pin. Maybe there's always a pin. Like, maybe I get, you know, the split kind of thing mm-hmm. and like it's really hard to do that one move where you kind of have to hit the like the bing bing and it kind of bounces over so it's like he's mm-hmm. that one he symbolizes that one pin that i could never get in bowling whenever i split and he even looks like a bowling pin he has like even the belts in the same place and everything he's bowling mm-hmm. pin shaped he's bald sure Right. Um, it's like in Bugs Bunny cartoons when they're trapped on an island and starving and then one of them starts to turn into like a steak <laughs> or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then like as I like shake my head and I look at him and he just kind of like turns through a bowling pin and be like, show me what you got because your brother struck out. And then if it's anything like my actual fight with him, I just completely destroy him. <laughs> well, and, and, and here's the thing too is what, what you want to happen later, you have to set up at the beginning. So I'd almost like it if like, we see, we we see your parents watching you be artistic in your room, but it's like it's so unfocused. Mm. You like never finish any project and always start a new thing, mm. and so it's the focus yep. and precision and follow through mm-hmm. of sports that helps you. And I like that's probably how you injured yourself brushing your teeth. You were doing these big, wide, <laughs> like Jackson Pollock style <laughs> brush strokes, right? Yeah. And just injured yourself. Mm-hmm. There was no discipline. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Dis- which is a metaphor for anger and frustration mm-hmm. and, and angst and finding yourself. This is a free podcast, everyone. <laughs> this is this is art that's happening. You're welcome. 
Okay, so so we have the metaphor that you're learning. Yeah. I, uh, again, I assume every time you're going to visit the bowling coach at night, it's also raining. Yep. In the cover of darkness. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and I would also like at some point you get knocked out during a sparring match, and we need to have like a vision quest of some sort. Right. I lose my my faith, so to speak, and I need to like yeah find my way back. You find your 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 rebalance. I don't know where we want to put that in. I don't. Hmm. I don't know. I mean, could that be like finding out the bowling sensei is is uh, corrupting Mr. Bright sensei? Unless there's a point at which you think you can take on Mr. Bright, and that's when he like right just knocks you back with the fingertips or something. Yeah. Yeah. And it could be like, too, it's like, I think it's like, oh, like, I'm getting cocky. I can take on Mr. Bright. No, I can even take on the bowling instructor. And he just like, yeah, dances circles around me with his bowling skills. So, so I guess, I guess the final question needs to be answered is how did you end up fighting a, the other dojo? How did <laughs> that work? Did it just go into like sparring match, like tournament style, like Smash Brothers team rankings? I wish. Oh, man. And then how did you end up fighting the sensei? You know, uh, the real story is kind of mundane. Like he kind of like they would just do free form. We'll punch it up. Okay. That's the name of the podcast. Yeah. Uh, like uh, it was, you would do um, in this new dojo. Not so much in our old dojo. Uh, it was more like free-form sparring. So grab a partner and just spar. And um, I didn't have a partner. And so Sensei Herschel was there. And he's like, okay, you're with me. And um, I remember all I did was I, was I was back then. I was very light on my feet. So I was just kind of like boom, 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 bouncing back and forth. And I was kind of just like moving around like in a circle. And he was trying to like – he would take a punch. I would dodge it. Another punch, dodge it. But I would just kind of keep going around in a circle around him. And then eventually he dropped his guard and he was like, you know, it's sparring, so you're going to have to throw up butt. And I punched him. And not in the face, but I scored a point. And then, and then he got like, man, he threw a punch. I was like, and I dodged it again. And so then like, he would go for a punch and I would just keep like scoring points at him. And he couldn't, like I would just kept going around in a circle, going around. And he couldn't like stop me. And it was then that I was kind of like, like I just – lost all respect for the guy because like i guess at first you're like well he's the sensei he must know what he's doing he didn't like not at all and mr bright who was second fiddle should have been in charge but just because this guy owned the place that's why he was in charge yeah yeah. so it was it was a real like like oh man like also i guess it's like to these other kids it's like yeah man your sensei sucks like I just, <laughs> like i just whooped your sensei like holy <laughs> that shouldn't happen i shouldn't win like that <laughs> I mean, that very much is the perfect moment like <laughs> that we're building to is you have to defeat the sensei. But like, how did the actual like fighting for supremacy of the dojo happen? Um, well, maybe it's like, you mean in the movie or like in real life? Because in, in, well, in uh, real to life, what degree? Yeah. in real life, we just left and we, <laughs> we and it was never solved. But like in uh, in the movie, I guess it could be like maybe my brother faces the sensei and, and the sensei is able to like, but I use, uh, it was a circle. So I use the, I use the shape of the bowling ball to, to (laughs) defeat, to defeat him. Yeah. 
And then in the uppercut, there's of course the bowling like pin explosion sound effect, like like that one. And uh, then he like falls down into a gutter. Right. <laughs> I, I, the, but there definitely has to be a moment where it's just like a breaking point in the dojo where since is like, I can't take this anymore. And there's only one way we can settle this through gambling. I mean, karate. <laughs> Yeah, like it, and yeah. and your old bowling coach is watching, like just counting all the money he's been making. Like, what have I done? <laughs> Not like this. Not like this. And then continues to count the money. It's just like, but yeah, money. Yeah, uh, yeah it, it could be like maybe it's like there are two dojos that both forgot to pay their rent, and there's only one space left, so they go in together to share it at first, but then it's like. Clearly, they don't get along. So it's like only mm-hmm. one of us can survive. Only one of us can use this gymnasium space in Scarborough. So then you have a battle to decide that. Maybe Sensei Horowitz has been like rigging fights. Like he's in cahoots with mm. the, the bowling coach. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe maybe I, it clicks. Maybe it's like uh, uh, like a Horowitz bowling alley or something. And I'm just like, wait yeah. a minute. <laughs> You own the bowling alley. Right, right. So it's just got to be like, no, no, we can do this the fair way. Like, oh, so now we really don't know how it's going to go down. Right. Then you can just have a bunch of crazy battles. Yeah, like a battle Uh, royale. Like just all all, everybody just like clashes. Right, exactly. And that's where we get the like diminishing returns of the group of ninjas of you just like, yeah. 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 Uh, and then at some point, you and your brother can do that cool 80s, like, back-to-back fighting yeah, thing that was such yeah. a trope yeah. for a while. Yeah, I was literally just about to say back-to-back. Yeah, but then uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. then he yeah, then he would be like, like, slow-motion cut-down kind of thing. Yeah. Because uh, Sensei Horowitz, or whatever I said his name was, he fights dirty. Mm-hmm. So maybe he, like... I don't know. Maybe he has a bowling pin because he runs the bowling alley. Yeah. So maybe it's like bonk, like bonks him on the head or something. But then I know how to do yeah, the bowling some, pin. Something about dirty fighting and and then Horace has to be like, this ends now. And everyone sort of backs up and it's just you and him. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's like, I can't. My, my tooth brushing <laughs> injury is flared up. <laughs> maybe, yeah. Maybe like during the fight, like I try to do stuff and it's like, Ah, and then it kind of flashes to like me, like, like a swipe of like brushing my teeth. Like maybe he punches and it kind of like blends with like toothbrush going right. Another punch, right. toothbrush going left. And maybe like an uppercut, you know, do the up and down. Oh, there's the mundane task you learn karate from. Right. brushing your teeth. Right, right, right. Because you got to get your elbow up, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's wax on, wax off. It's the... Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and then as he as he's coming at me, like my my fist kind of like makes like brushing motions, and so it's almost like like you're winding up the, yeah, the yeah. elbow, and they're like, Bleh! and then you can deliver it. And and I like there, there's got to be a cool line at the end because he's wearing a shirt that says like it's not a beer belly, it's a fuel <laughs> tank for my sex machine. There's got to be like, looks like your sex machine's out of order. <laughs> And you just uppercut him in the gut or something like that. Yeah. In the gut. Yeah, that's it. That's it. I do like a Van Damme split and just like right in the gut. Yeah. Which then yeah. comes up, hits him in the chin. And and that's how he gets knocked out. 
right? And then it's like you're lifted up on shoulders, everybody's cheering, and then it gets into that like robotic kind of dialogue of like your father stands up in the uh, uh, in the in the bleachers, just like I now respect you (laughs) and the sport of bowling. (laughs) And then your bowling teachers. Stands up and like, you taught me to respect myself. (laughs) And then it'll like cut to like a couple months later and you're teaching Sensei Bright how to bowl. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. In the same way. Mm -hmm, Yeah. mm -hmm. And then I do, I do some trick where like, uh, like it, 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 like parries his, uh, his toe push attack. It'd be something Mm -hmm. maybe I could like, I don't know. (laughs) tie shoes together (laughs) i don't know yeah and then there's like a call over over the the loudspeakers at the bowling alley it's like someone's using regular shoes in aisle nine (laughs) and you're just like i have to finish this and then you go into a fighting stance and that's when it cuts to the credits of just like i don't know jaw rule music or something like that yeah yeah like like the whole like jump jump kick freeze frame like yeah yeah, yeah. And I could like, you know, how they have those little fans. I could kind of like use those to like kind of levitate me over to where yeah. the guy is. So I can just like <laughs> go to each one and then like. Ah! But again, for hilarious context, you're eight. Yes. You're eight yeah. this entire time. Entire time. Yeah. Yeah. Not, All right. not 14 and uh, hurt myself brushing my teeth. Yeah. Well, I mean, I love it. How do you feel about it? I Yeah. I think it's great. I like that you stay eight. It's uh, yeah. it's it's more funny that way. It's a little sadder the older you get, as uh, as with life. I guess. Yeah, <laughs> so and like just up. in yeah. terms of the fantasy, what kid doesn't want to beat up an adult? Oh, like in sure. a time in your life where you have no control, mm-hmm. and and, and um, teach them, especially at the end. It's just like now I'm teaching you how to do something. Uh, did you have any ideas about what you wanted the title of the film to be? Oh my god. Does it need to involve soap and bowling and karate somehow? Um, you don't need clean to do the fight. soap, man. No. Clean fight. Clean, clean fight. Uh, um, sud, sud, fight. Uh. <laughs> okay. So I was pitching this. I was telling my roommate about this one, and he pitched a title that I like, and then I'm going to... I'm going to start it with something that I think it should be and end it with the hyphen. That's what he came up with. It's just funny to me. All right. So I want it to be called uppercut fever (laughs) (laughs) because it has like the title of the thing has to talk about the type of deadly, (laughs) the fighting that's going to take place. So it's uppercut fever. I get it. Yeah. And then it's like the hyphen or the semicolon, a consensus of senseis. (laughs) Just because it's fun to say. Yeah, I like it. I like it. Or a sensei consensus. Uh, we can sensei consensus. debate that. Yeah. Yeah, I like sensei consensus. It's like rolls off the tongue. Sen- yeah, sensei yeah, yeah, consensus. Yeah. Does it? Yeah. But yes, it also does. You guys need sensei consensus? <laughs> yeah, man. Okay, so I... I guess the last thing we do here, and Matt's going to go through it, and he's going to punch it up with like radio play sound effects and stuff. Oh, sweet! It's let's just let's just act our way through the trailer. Oh my god! For the film. Okay. All right. All right. 
Uh, do, we, um, do we have like the like in a world like that kind of? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, like we, I I see it opening, and we just close in on little Adam, and he's playing with his marbles, and like a big James Dean looking <laughs> kid with a motorcycle jacket is just like, hey, you know, give me your. Augies or cat's eyes or <laughs> I, I can't think I'm trying to think of all the different oh. names of marbles. Oh god, yeah, there's like yeah, like like Godzilla's and like Kongs and uh yeah. cat's eyes and chicken eggs and all super that. Super balls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like like yeah. Just a pretty sweet super ball. Give it to me. And then be a shame if I took it. <laughs> your super ball. Yeah. yeah, and then my brother comes being like ball this and then like boom. <laughs> Be like, thanks. And then, um, oh, but he should like knock me over or something. So I'm like injured. Like I got like a cut on my yeah, face. Yeah, yeah, the, the bully gets the first hit in. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And your dad's just like, your brother can't be fighting all year. And and now it's raining for some reason. And it's dramatic yeah. and raining. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, and your dad's like, this, your brother can't be fighting all your fights for you. Yeah. This is a karate town, son. <laughs> you need to accept your warrior heritage that's living within you. Yeah. Or else I might not accept you. <laughs> Turn away into the rain, lightning flash. Yeah, it's like, you're going to start taking karate with your brother. But that would conflict with my bowling game. You're out of bowling. <laughs> and then my dog barks, Watson! Okay, stop. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then... And, uh, yeah. That would conflict with a bully game, and then your brother's like, and that would also blur the lines of our very, <laughs> like... <laughs> of our dynamic within the family roles. I can't become a sensei if I'm also a babysitter. Like, yeah. <gasps> yeah. You I like, love oh, that. Because when you go into karate, I guess you become a sensei. I don't know. This is how it works. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um... Yeah, and then and then like uh, montage of like me gradually like fighting, like getting better, having fun, and then like like brushing your teeth, brushing, brushing my teeth vigorously, showering a lot. I'm just so clean, and, uh, and then like the uh, like closed sign flips over on the dojo, yeah. and Mr. Bright, who like yeah. is like he wears a filthy dojo. Uh, um, He's making the kids fight in like a UFC cage and like <laughs> losing all this money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, sorry, kids. I, I, I guess we don't have a dojo anymore. And then maybe if you'd kicked a little higher, or <laughs> you mean, know what? It's probably on me. It's probably ah, <laughs> oh, I could have been better. And they've also got to have like, you've got to have a breakout moment where you're like, I'm too, I, I'm more powerful than this place. I've got, I can do whatever I want. Yeah, and. It'll cut to the weird, like, family fight, fighting over the drumstick. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then, like, a limo pulls up, and, like, Mr. Bright, the now hobo, is, like, uh, on the street. And uh, it's it's Sensei uh, Horowitz. He's just like, heard you're looking for a dojo. I think I could set you up. And then, uh, and then it's, like, cuts to, like, the dojo. And uh, why don't we make things interesting, Bright? And uh, then that's when, like, the competition... Uh, by the way, the license plate on the back of the limo says sex machine. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. The whole time, he just has that, that T-shirt on. He doesn't, he doesn't change it. Um, yeah. Yeah, and then there'd have to be a moment of, like, uh, um, more rain, a lot more rain. And yeah. um, 
where I want to do bowling. And also, like, you're finding yourself, you're going back to the bowling alley. Mm-hmm. It's just like, maybe bowling isn't just for bowling alleys. <laughs> maybe bowling is for life. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> you know, kid, you can find yourself in the gutter outside of a bowling alley. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, oh, wow, I learned something. Uh, yeah, and then... And then I guess like the 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 duel to decide the the dojo and uh, like one of those like climactic like it's me delivering like the final blow like bah, 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 and then like a like a arm clash like and then explosion title uh consensus sensei consensus uh what was that, the upper what was it called upper uppercut fever uppercut fever a sensei consensus Senses. series <laughs> a michael bay film yeah Something. yeah yeah <laughs> i i love it i love it do you know that michael bay's number one inspiration for directing is actually uh west side story and that's why he is constant. The camera is constantly moving around the subject oh. because he's actually trained to do dance. So Michael Bay actually might be really good really? at the fight choreography on this. Is, theoretically. Is that why in all of his movies, those people just kind of like do those snaps all the time? Like, yeah, 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 like yeah. just kind of walk around. It's really weird. And you're constantly getting motion sickness yeah, the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know that. So he watched West side story. And was like, if this had explosions, it would be the best movie ever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Needed more explosions. Yeah, and a giant robot that you just had the camera spin around like 10 times. <laughs> then it would be perfect. Exactly. All right. Well, if on a second pass of this, we might want to add in some sort of a robot. But Oh, yeah. Oh, that'd be sweet. Yeah. Yeah, like he'd be my Adam, thank friend. you so much for, for doing this. Thank you for having me. This was a lot of fun. What do you what do you want to plug? Um, well, I guess I uh, I have a web series called Opening Up with Adam. Uh, it's uh, me uh, trying things I've always wanted to try. Uh, I I have a barn in my backyard that is like 100 percent haunted, so I do like a tour of my barn. Um, different things like that. It's it's kind of weird. It's kind of its own thing, but check it out. Uh, I'm also um, on uh, uh, the uh, D&D podcast called Dumb, Dumb Dumbs and Dragons, uh, which I pop in every now and then. Uh, it's part of the Dumb Dumbs and Dice brand. So check wow. them out. Um, I'm also on uh, underneath the Dumb Dumbs and Dice brand. Uh, there's a podcast called uh, Dumb Scum and Villainy, which is like a Star Wars themed uh, D&D adventure. So check that out. Uh and I, I, I write re- video game reviews for myself and post them on Instagram. So if you are interested in seeing terrible games get reviewed, then check me out. Right. No, they are both uh, cutting, yet concise and fair. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you very much. Uh, no, I'm, I'm glad to see that you've, you've kept so busy. And uh, this is a masterpiece. There's no way around oh, it. I and I couldn't have done it without you. Thank you. Thank you so much for – and you know what? I found like the connections. You, you talked about that before, just like where you kind of find the connections of things in the past. I had no idea mm-hmm. my elbow played such a big role in my life. And teeth brushing. And teeth. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And soap. <laughs> yeah. Well, audience, as always, you're welcome. (laughs) 
Catch Up Your Life has been a stupid fancy production in partnership with Showbiz Monkeys. The show was hosted and created by Andrew Lazotte. You can find Andrew on Twitter and Instagram as at ThinLazotte, or check us out on Facebook at Punch Up Your Life. Theme music was composed and performed by Leif Ingerbritsen, photography by Tyra Sweet, and artwork was designed by Todd Graham. The show was produced, edited, fact-checked, and all questions and tangents were researched by me, Matt Ardell. Please remember to like and subscribe, and leave a comment. Let us know which stories you'd like to see get made into a film, or pitch us your own story. Who knows? You could end up being the next guest of the show. Thanks for listening, and remember, you are the hero of your own story. Story.